What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Last week, we began to share part one of the I'm Sick of This series, and we broke down the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I want to let you know that temptation is a weapon of the enemy and it works in conjunction with the flesh to distract you and ultimately destroy you. I want to let you know that temptation as as appealing as it may seem, temptation will always lead us to compromise in the areas of our faith, our family and our future. Sin will ultimately produce sin and and sin will ultimately produce death in our lives, whether it's mental, spiritual, emotional and even physical. I want to break down. I really want to break this thing down because as the Lord stirred me regarding this series, the Lord promised me and I'm believing it that in this season, people were going to we're going to be free from chains, bondage, things that they've been been holding on to that been that's been weighing on them for years, for months and for weeks. And I'm believing that today. So I have to really break this concept of what a temptation is. A temptation, I, let me just let me just teach for a second. If you could if you could allow me to teach if I have 50 people on the chat that would just that would just receive this. The the nature of temptation is the following. It's common to everyone. It's built upon fantasy. So I want to let you know that temptation will always tell you uh, or give you the idea in your mind. This will satisfy me, whatever this is for you. It's different from trials because trials and tests come from the Lord. But temptation is when the enemy uses a weapon of temptation, as I mentioned, working alongside the flesh. As the scripture talks about in 1 John chapter 2, it talks about that it is our desire. And so we got to realize that that trials are different from temptation because because the Lord does not tempt. So we got to understand that. Here are some false ideas about temptation. Temptation is not the sin. I wish I had somebody in the chat. Temptation is not the sin. So the Lord isn't displeased when you are tempted. Here it is. It's how we react or respond to the temptation that will lead us to displease the Lord or honor the Lord. I want to let somebody know that we don't just slip into temptation. I want to let somebody know that we don't just slip. I know I know you and I have done it before. Man, I just man, I just slip and fell right into that temptation. Let's keep it real. We don't, we don't, we don't just slip and fall <laughs> into temptation. Let me, I'm going to be honest with you because the, the, the scripture says truth sets us free. So I got I to gotta tell the truth and shame the devil, baby. Help me out today. I got I to gotta, I gotta shame the devil. See, see, this is how temptation works. It begins as a thought, idea, imagination. Then we begin we, we begin to meditate upon that imagination. In other words, we begin to dwell on that idea and that concept. And then after that, we, we involve our will and begin to take action on what we've been meditating on. And the, our will leads us to that choice and that choice produces the sin. I'm teaching, I wish I had somebody. But here is the thing, whenever I look in the scripture, theologically and even experientially in my own life, and when I hear testimonies of 
people who have overcome sin in their lives, I always find the following two, two principles that I'm getting ready to share with you. So I hope you, you're ready to catch what I'm getting ready to send your way. As I mentioned, theologically, experientially in my own life and what I've, what I've witnessed and seen in testimonies, I've always seen these two these two principles in action that brings victory in the life of a believer in regards to temptation. The first thing is, I've always seen people overcome sin and temptation when they are bound to their assignment. When you are bound to your assignment. See, when you're bound to your assignment, it's all about what I'm focused on. When you're bound to an assignment, you're bound to a mission. It's your God-given purpose. It's what he's entrusted you with. So when you are bound to your mission, you are saying, I am focused on my purpose and my mission in life. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about when you're bound to an assignment. When you're bound to an assignment, it's not that you're better than people. It's not, it's, it's not legalism but it's saying you know what I don't have time for this mess because I'm going somewhere when you're bound to your mission you don't have time for the drama you don't have time to pick up that call you don't have time to go out anywhere you can't go out anyways because you're quarantined but once everything reopens listen baby you got to tell somebody I don't know who that somebody is but you got to let somebody know I'm bound to my mission and I'm focused on my assignment so I've got to ah here it is I've got to put up boundaries When you're bound to an assignment, you have to have boundaries. Someone put on the chat boundaries. <laughs> when you're bound to an assignment, you have to place boundaries. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing about temptation. Temptation is the enticement. Ah, oh, I wish I wish I can break this down. Listen, listen here, Pastor Fran. Temptation is the enticement of our natural God-given desires, but temptation wants to pull us out of our God-given bounds. So while feeling hungry, while feeling angry, while feeling lonely, while feeling tired, while feeling what we're feeling in our body, in our flesh, those things are natural desires. What temptation is, the enemy uses temptation to use that natural God-given desire but move you out of his boundaries. Because God ultimately wants to be the source to satisfy whatever that natural desire is. He wants you to go to him. He wants you to seek him. He wants for you to go for him to count for counsel. For when you, at the moment you feel lonely, he wants to be the ultimate source. But here's the thing about temptation. It wants to remove you out of God-given boundaries. So you need boundaries. You need boundaries. I came with a practical word today that's really going to help somebody. You need boundaries. I will, let me look in the camera. Let me tell you. Let me, let me look at you in the eye. You need boundaries. What are boundaries? Well, well let's go Bible first. Uh, and then let me, let, me, let me break this thing down. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says this. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it guard guard boundaries 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 what does boundaries look like let me let me just be super practical and let me break this thing on down boundaries 
looks like this. Saying the word that I know is hard for you to say, but it, 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 it's, it's two letters. And the word is no. The word is no. You've got to say no to the lust of the flesh. You've got to say no to the lust of the eyes. You've got to say no to the pride of life. You've got to say no to that late night text. You've got to say no to that invitation. You've got to say and let your, let your no be no and your yes be yes. See, a lot of people struggle with this because they say, man, God don't want me to live my life, have a good time and just, and just be me and do me. Baby, it's for your protection. So when you put up boundaries and you say no, it's to guard your heart. It's to guard your assignment. It's to guard your mission. It's to guard your purpose. Let your no be no and your yes be yes. So what can I so what can I say yes to? Say yes to prayer. Say yes to fasting. Say yes to the word of God. Say yes to the purposes of God. Anything that involves Jesus, sign me up. I'm going to say yes to that. Say yes to giving and surrendering your life to the Lord Jesus. Let your your no be no and your yes be yes. Hallelujah. You've got to, you've got to guard yourself. That's why the book of Ephesians chapter 6 talks about uh, you putting on the whole armor, the full armor of God. That's called guarding your heart, guarding your mind, guarding your flesh, guarding the enticements and the desires that are inside of you because I want to let somebody know you've got an assignment. Let somebody know on the chat or speak over yourself and say, I've got an assignment. So I don't have time for the drama. I don't have time for that mess. Nope. That, that, nope. My answer in 2020 is going to be no. Do you want to get involved with drama? No. Do you want to go out here? We're just going to turn up for a little bit. No. <laughs> I wish, man, I wish I had somebody that would keep it real. You want to go here? You want to go? No. The answer in 2020 is no, because I've got an assignment. Yes. <laughs> I told you I was really going to help people out. I, I, I don't know if I lost people already, but, but, but for those who are really tuned in, this is really going to help you because you're saying, but it's hard for me to say no. But baby, every time you don't say no to the things that God is, is, is stirring you to say no to, it's compromising your assignment. It's holding you back. But isn't God faithful? Didn't he eventually get the, the children of Israel to the promised land? But it took 40 years when it was supposed to just take weeks. I know I'm going really, to really feel the love on the chat. I'm not looking at it right now, but I know you're receiving right there where you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 he's faithful to his promise. He will accomplish the thing that he assigned you to. But, but, but do you know that you can delay the promises because you're compromising? <laughs> Look at what 2 Timothy is not on the screen, but just listen to me. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Do your best. To present yourself to God as one approved, as a worker, catch this, who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21, just hear me out, it's not on the screen. But examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, here it is, Ooh. Oh, man, it's about to get lit right here. It says, abstain from every form of evil. Some translations of that scripture says, uh, uh, it says, it says, abstain from every appearance 
of evil. Baby, if it's questionable, the answer is no. <laughs> if it's a little suspect and suspicious, the answer is no. Some of y'all saying, but I'm wondering, is this a gray area? I, I can see it going up. Baby, if it appears, the answer is no. <laughs> How do I know that? Look at, look at, look at, because I'm a, I'm, let's go Bible. I, I need to go to the Bible. Y'all know me. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 says, I have the right to do anything. This is the apostle Paul speaking. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Yeah, it might not be sin the way you see it, but that's not the question. Is it beneficial? You're saying, but Pastor, this is not a sin. A little bit of this doesn't hurt. <laughs> Paul said, too, I, I have the right to do anything. The question is, is it beneficial? The question is, is this helping me in my faith? Is it building and constructing my spiritual walk, my relationship with Jesus? Is it building me and my family? Is it leading me or building my future? The question isn't whether it's sin, because there are some things that may not be a sin. Let's just keep it real. But is it beneficial? When you're bound to your assignment, the answer is no. You know there's so much I've had to give up in my life. Things that weren't necessarily sin. But I, I really critically analyzed and in prayer, the Holy Spirit would reveal things about my life. And he, say, and he would just say, because I'm, I'm really, when I say he's the Lord of my life, when you make Jesus Lord, it means there's no question. What he says goes. I don't know if I have a witness that, that has that kind of relationship with Jesus. In my life, what Jesus says goes. And there were some things where I was like, this is not a sin, Lord. But he said, this is not beneficial. So I said, here it is. I'll release it. I'll give it up because I'm bound to my assignment. The second thing, let me give this to you. Uh, let me give you the second thing. Let me know if you're receiving on the chat. The second thing is. I've seen people overcome when they've been bound to their assignment and when they're bound to alignment. <laughs> alignment is you're bound to people. Not in the sense of being chained up to them, but in the sense that, but in the sense that there are people who are counting on you. When you have an assignment, God will bring relationships to serve as alignment, a.k.a. accountability. Isolation is dangerous. I always say isolation brings deprivation, deprivation, frustration. Isolation is dangerous. When you are on an island by yourself and you're not held accountable or you are not helping someone be accountable. Because when you have an assignment, God will align you to the right people. He will send people and divine connections your way. But isolation is dangerous. There's a now let me break this down. There's a difference between isolation and solitude. Solitude is purposeful. But isolation is you don't want anybody to check up on you. 
you don't want anyone to hold you accountable. As soon as they tell you something you don't like and it may be the truth, you close and guard yourself up against that. But there are people that God has sent your way that they will tell you the truth. And baby, you better use wisdom. You better listen to that wisdom and not get in your feelings. I know we get in our feelings, but you'll never reach your assignment by living based on your feelings. Baby, you got to live by faith and you got to say, this is wisdom based on the word of God. I've got to be connected to somebody. Accountability means you can count on me. The word accountability has the word account, meaning that when you are accountable to someone or you are holding someone accountable, you are being an accountant. What does an accountant do? Checks the balances. What does an accountant do? It checks if you are, if you are, if you are being true to what you said you would do. Being, being accountable, it means I have the receipts. I wish I had somebody. It's hard to trust somebody that does not have accountability. It's difficult to trust people that do not have accountability. Because that means that they don't have receipts. That means that you can't check their track record. So it's important for a person that's bound to an assignment to also be bound to alignment. Look at what Romans chapter 15 verse 1 and 2 says. It says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. There should be accountability. There is, there is a horizontal alignment that God will bring in your life. It's amazing how God will use people, use people to give us wisdom but even convict us. God will use people to convict us. Convicting is that, is that process or that state of being convinced, convinced, a strong belief. So when you are convicted, you are convinced, oh, no, 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 I can't live this way. I have something greater that I need to be living for. My, I, God gave me the gift of salvation, the gift of purpose, the gift of an assignment for me to not live the same old, same old way that I used to live. I am a new creation, and God will send relationships and people your way to continue to build you up Amen. so you have horizontal alignment and then you have vertical alignment horizontal alignment is with people and then vertical alignment is our relationship with the Lord Jesus so how do I how do I overcome using my alignment watch this Matthew chapter 6 verse 13 says and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Now, how, now you got to understand that Jesus is, is saying these words in the context of prayer. And then he goes on in Matthew 26 and he says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, be alert. Ah, so in Matthew 26, he's saying, watch. And in 1 Peter, the scripture says, be alert. Can I tell somebody on the chat? I need to let you know that you need to stay woke, baby. Don't close your eyes on that temptation. Don't close your eyes on, on I'm, I'm going to just keep it real. Because maybe the enemy is using that person to try to pull you back for what God has delivered you from. You better stay woke. Let somebody know on the chat. Stay woke, baby. Don't fall asleep. Stay woke. That's why Jesus said, watch and pray. He's saying, be in the place of prayer prayer don't be in a place of compromise when you're called to to fight in a season yeah, yeah, 
Watch and pray. Let somebody know on the chat. I've got alignment. I've got to stay woke. I've got alignment. I've got to stay woke. I have to stay awoke. I, I, I have, to, have to be vigilant. I have to be sober-minded. It says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You've got alignment your way. You've got vertical alignment. You've got, you've got, you've got horizontal alignment and you've got vertical alignment. When you are bound to alignment, you will see victory in your life. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. I'm getting ready to close. Scripture says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. It is incredible to know that the Lord Jesus, because of his life, his sacrifice, we now have access to the Holy Spirit that now dwells within us. And that same spirit gives us the power to overcome any and every temptation that comes our way. How do I know this? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. Amen. He will not let you. I need to say this again. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I want to let you know that you are, you have been given an assignment and that is your way of escape. I want to let you know that you are bound to alignment. There are people that are counting on you, that are looking at your example. And when they see you and how you're overcoming, that gives them the strength to say, I, I can fight. To, to see another day because I see God working in their lives. I also know that God can do it in my life. I want to let somebody know your children are looking at your example, mama. I want to let you know, father, your, your, your community is looking, your neighbors are looking, your church is behind you, and we are beside you. We are aligned with one another. You will not be tempted beyond what you can bear, but God is making a way out in this season God is making a way out let somebody know in the chat he's making a way out he's making a way out I speak to somebody and let somebody know that you have been given victory in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever temptation comes your way, the power to say no, the power to declare I have an assignment, the power to declare I have been aligned with people and God is raising me up for such a time as this. I wish I had somebody. Hallelujah. He has given you the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. And the way that you get unbound from the things that used to have you chained up is by being bound to your assignment and your alignment. You know, I have a lot of conversations with people and, and they'll open up. That's why God has called us to be pastors, to care for the people of God. 
and when I and when I have conversations with people who tell me pastor I'm struggling with my flesh I have to make a distinction very early because oftentimes we'll say we're struggling but really we're cuddling Don't call your spiritual leader, your pastor, your youth leader, the person that God has aligned you with after the fact of falling into temptation. Call them before so they can talk you off the ledge. Can I be honest with you? The only way that you will break free is by being honest and transparent and say, man, I'm about to go right now to where they're calling me to be. Man, I'm about to respond to this late night text. Man, I'm about to go call my plug up right now because I need me a smoke or two. Call them before so they can remind you that you have a purpose, that you have an assignment, that you have been aligned for this season to see the goodness and the favor of God. Don't go back to what the Lord has delivered you from. Don't go back. Ah, I wish I had somebody in this season. I understand if the struggle is real, but you have the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between struggling and cuddling. <laughs> Don't cuddle with your sin anymore. You tell people, man, I'm tired of this. But as soon as you turn away from them, you're right back into it. You say, man, I'm, I'm tired of this. But the next moment you're, you're returning and opening up your laptop and going on that site. You're saying, I'm tired of this. But you're calling the people that are still doing the things that you know you got delivered from. You have been given power of the Holy Spirit to focus on your assignment and to be bound to your alignment, your relationship with Jesus and the people of God. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.